Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about a grand tour. Fat boys on bikes. RC Jesus. And a cop half fill. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. back and for the first time in how many months 15 months yeah, probably yeah over a year for in, sure in a room together for the first time in all that time only because it's raining otherwise we would be in the garden yeah <laughs> the weather has conspired to bring us inside door open to quote blow the covid yeah, away blow the covid out yeah <laughs> And Kirby is staring at the door. She's coming and joining in, so you'll probably hear her in the background. So that's nice. So get a little bit of wildlife in the background. I'm not sure I'd class her as wildlife, <laughs> no. to be honest. <laughs> She's the opposite of wild. Life. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been getting out in the wild, though, haven't we? This week, <laughs> <laughs> the wilds of Birmingham. Yeah, it was kind of the wilds. I've never been to. We went for a cycle because um, it was bank holiday weekend, and I had an essay to do. So I was like, anything, just give me anything <laughs> to do instead of this essay. <laughs> so we went for a big cycle on Sunday, and this, the weather was beautiful. Too good, too yeah, good. I'm going to complain about much, it. People yeah. say you shouldn't complain, but I will. I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, has it been too hot this week? It's too much. <laughs> yeah, we both got relatively good sunburns after. Yeah, <laughs> first first time out for the year, really for me. I've not done any proper exercise outdoors I'm really getting, all year yeah i'm getting there I'm, yeah. like this weekend was a busy weekend of exercise for me yeah you were you no, were i'm feeling it. it really i'm feeling every bit of it <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more the 12 months of not doing anything that's probably what you're feeling isn't it yeah. <laughs> the three bits of exercise you've done this year <laughs> yeah it was nice wasn't it it was nice to get out and uh find uh, we, we went to like northeast birmingham yeah out sutton park which i've been to sutton park before and I'd been to Birmingham before, but a lot of the bits in between I'd never been to. So it was, With good reason. Yeah, there wasn't really much <laughs> to see, was there? Although I did really enjoy the route back. The route back was very Along nice. the canal, yes. Yeah, and through yeah. the parks to start with and then along the canals. Yeah. But on the way out, it was very road heavy, wasn't it? It was canals a little bit bitty, yeah. yeah. So we know which way to go next time, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd definitely be keen to go again. I enjoyed it. Uh, like Emma's maybe... keen as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, we get good. a yeah, little gang. Yeah, yeah. Cycle gang. <laughs> well, yeah, we really need it for all those bloody fishermen who <laughs> are going to challenge us and the geese. <laughs> Let's talk about an actual sports headline, something we also haven't done for a long time. Uh, no, no, they're all, they're all real. They're <laughs> well, all guess, real I headlines. I guess they kind of are, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but this is a real one and actually like a, a serious topic for a change. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Naomi Osaka. Who... To begin with, refused to do media yeah. conferences after her matches yeah. at the French Open this week. And there was so much controversy following it. Yeah. Controversy. Yeah. That she's had to pull out. Yeah. Not clear whether whether it was because of the controversy or whether just like... So she said she was not going to do it to protect her mental health. Yeah. Whether she was already in a stage where... She was thinking about pulling out of the tournament because it's quite it's quite a drastic step. Yeah, to have to have 
pulled out of the tournament completely. So whether she was already maybe in a, that sort of state of mind where she was thinking about pulling out and this has been the final nail in the coffin, maybe it's unclear. <laughs> yeah, she said it was clear that her decision not to talk to the media was becoming a distraction away from the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it clearly was. <laughs> it, yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, it was really quite interesting, to be honest, to see the reactions to it. Um both positive and negative which is quite interesting i was quite interested in the fact that even within the sport there was positive and negative reactions to it yeah it, like within the players even though, you know what i mean like the current the currently playing players who weren't completely behind her mm. were sort of very diplomatic in what they said mostly djokovic wasn't Djokovic <laughs> once again proves that he's the worst person in tennis <laughs> by completely saying the opposite. Like, he was like, you should just do it. Just do it. Why, like, Just do it. Who cares? Yeah, he did try to be a little bit more tact- tactful than that, but not that much. That was pretty much what he said. <laughs> I can't stand him already. Like, it's just another another bit of evidence that he's one of the worst people in the world, I think. Uh, <laughs> this this year, he's gone a long way to really uh, help that, hasn't he? He really has. Like, this this whole year has cemented in my mind. Like I could never pin down why I didn't like him before, and now <laughs> I realise what it is. He's an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of people um, support her decision yeah. and said it was right. Yeah. A lot of people in the media were on the fence... Yes, well, yes. I, I, I think I, some were very, very anti. Yes, from what I saw, there was um, a, a split decision in the, in the media. I think. Yeah, and and yeah, because some said, "Oh, it's our duty to ask the tough questions." Yeah, but there's a time and a place. Yes, that's what I've always felt about it, and I do think so. Watching things have changed a lot over the years as to how much media you have to do as a player. Yeah. Did you see the Sonia McGoughlin um, interview with Owen Farrell after one of the England games that she got into? Like, yes. she got a lot of abuse online yes. afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I watched that interview and I thought she all she's doing is digging for a headline. That was what I thought. Um, it wasn't like yes, she was asking questions, but she was asking questions that she knew he couldn't answer because he would get fined for answering these questions. And yes. Like yeah. The referee had made a, a terrible balls up in the game and she was trying to get him to say that. Yeah. And if you say that, if you as the coach or as a player say that, you are going to get fined. That is yes. the way that yep. the referees are protected now. So all she's doing is just like digging and trying to get a headline and doesn't care about what what it's going to what impact that it's going to have on the player. Yes. And I think for a lot of sports people, they are obligated to do these media mm. stuff, but then can't say what they think yeah. because they would be torn apart for it anyway. They have these intense media sessions, like media training sessions, where you have to, like, you learn. Anytime you listen to... Joe Root actually is getting a lot better, but anytime you listen to Alistair Cook when he was England captain, he would say exactly what you'd expect him to say. Yes. He, was, he sounded yeah. exactly the same as all the other players in the team. They all sounded exactly the same yeah. because they all get trained by the same media training person. You, you just get nothing out in of it. In which case, it's not even necessary for them to do this. There's no point. To, to do to do the media. No. And particularly after, after straight after the game. It's, I've never understood the need to do it 
straight afterwards no. to the point where you get fined tens of thousands yeah. for not doing it. Mm-hmm. That seems incredible. So I've watched I've watched a few particularly Curiosity's ones that are on YouTube because Curiosity's ones are always really interesting. Yeah. So I've watched a few of them. And he's, it's so clear he doesn't want to be there. And when he doesn't want to be there, he gets very funny. Like he gets acerbic and he'll like he'll take reporters to task. And that's really interesting. Yeah. And that so I understand why in his instance I understand why they want to do it because he gets really like weird when he's like <laughs> and that's interesting. But most of them just get really like they just get a glazed look of, uh, over their eyes and yeah. you don't get anything out of them really. It's just a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, and and a waste of everyone's time and the players just made to f- if they've just lost. Yeah. Just made to feel terrible terrible yeah. about it because you got to go and sit with your feelings yeah particularly but, in, an indiv- in an individual sport yeah I think it's even worse the problem is for the media if they can go sit with their feelings uh come to terms with it and mm. then do the media interview you're going to get even less it, possibly yeah that's possibly the case yeah um but then the question is just what's the point then yeah wait until they want to do it or yeah. or like they'll do an interview with one yeah so i think like you and me as viewers like we're not we're not media we are viewers of the sport we watch the interviews i I sometimes i watch them often i won't bother most of the time i don't i just skip through them yeah (laughs) like yeah match of the day or skip through the interviews no one wants to listen to the interviews (laughs) on match of the day the only people you listen to are the people who are already interesting like Mourinho was usually quite good because he's actually an interesting person yeah but he will interview really well and he'll kind of say he'll say whatever and you want to listen to that guy but it doesn't matter when you interview him. He will always say yes. something mad. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So the only people who are good to listen to are the ones who are already good to listen to. Yeah. You're not getting anything better, I don't think, from talking to them whenever you want to talk to them. But the other interesting thing that I read this week um, was, I can't remember who it was. I think it was somebody in The Guardian who was writing a, an article about how things have changed and how like social media has become, obviously, a direct line yeah. from the player to their fans basically making the media obsolete you don't need the media yeah. to get that information from in the old days people like the players couldn't get that information out the only way that they had was to go via a newspaper or a magazine or whatever yeah i think the only the only sort of place where the, some of the media would argue is like what i read about this osaka thing is yeah. that um some journalists feel they have the obligation to ask the difficult questions. Yeah. So from from their social media feed, you only see what they want you to see. Yes. And nobody will take them to task. Yeah. But as you said, they're so well trained in the media. Yeah. There's only so much you can take them to task anyway. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's sport. So unless you're taking them to task because of something that happened off the pitch. Yeah. It's very rare yeah. that there's something that they need to be taken to task on. Yeah. Apart from when they have shouted at an umpire or something. Yeah. Which is very rare. Like it yeah. doesn't happen very often. And also what like what are you getting again from the interview? So like after the Serena thing in the the US final, wasn't it, a few years ago, when she shouted at the umpire, yeah. 
what are you going to get from Serena? Because she's not going to come out and say, gonna, I was right to. No. She's going to say <laughs> I hate him. she has to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she may say that. She may say that. But that's pretty clear from, yeah, from what yeah. she did on the court. You don't need that. <laughs> I'm going to get him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just think, oh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, there is, there are sometimes important questions that need to be asked. And there are, like, like Jonathan Agnew generally does pretty good interviews and they're very short they're very to the point like he just asks he asks the question that everyone want to hear the answer to is how do you think it went today what are you going to do tomorrow like he does what he has to do but i don't think he does it because he generally is interested by the answers occasionally something interesting will happen on the field but a lot of it is just it's out of form isn't it it's just this is what we do as the media yes yeah definitely and if if the question isn't answered he doesn't he doesn't probe. He's not because, a bad juror. No. Yeah, because you're not. If if the question isn't answered, it's not going to be answered. No. Um, well, I think that's that's an, sort of a little bit another supporting Osaka's reason for not doing it is like like you were saying with the rugby interview, they're just badgering and badgering. Yeah. yeah. But you're not going to get anything new. No. Um, the this... cricket ones. Like I think he is. Agnew is particularly good at it, mm. though. Like, I think good maybe because the whole day is just so calm. Yes, and <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does help. Like, it's got that sort of attitude to it, cricket already, yeah. hasn't it? Of just let's just chill out. We've got ages to do all this. It doesn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> but yeah, he, does, he has got a very good way, and I think they re- they all respect him as being like he's been yeah. a journalist for forty years or whatever, and he was a player before, played for England and everything. So he's got a lot of respect mm. already. Whereas just some journo from a from a paper isn't going to get the same respect as he is yeah um so i do think he has some advantages already but he does like he does a good job but i don't think i'd miss his interviews generally that they no, do they, no. I, I listen to the the test the test match what's it called what's the test match special yeah i listen to the podcast that they do at the end of every day's play they recap what happened in the day's play and they have a bit of analysis. It's like twenty minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Like, I don't want the interviews. I'm not bothered by them really. No, like, they're just they're just there. They don't they don't insult me, but they're just they're just there. I I think if the um, if players are continue like are still forced to do these media obligations mm. and uh, say after a loss they still have to do yeah. this interview, I think they should be allowed to say more what they want to say yeah. and they should be allowed to sort of really push back and take the media to task with no reprisals. Yes. Like literally telling them to fuck off yeah. if they want to tell them to fuck I, off. I, I think that I think they should be able to do much that. much more interesting that way, yeah. isn't it? And that's what we want as, as, <laughs> as supporters. What we want is something interesting to happen. That's what we ever want, really, in sport is we watch it so something interesting to happen. So them getting in a fight with a reporter, superb. That's great really. <laughs> <laughs> Let them do it. And them like dissing the umpire they, or the ref or whatever. Let them do it. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like, if if you're going to make them do it after a loss, yeah. then you can't then uh, take them to town for saying what they really yeah, feel, absolutely. even if it offends the media or yeah. like well, an, I, I an official. They should aim to do that. I think there should be a quota. <laughs> of, you have to offend at least 10 media people. Go. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Bracket S. I have another weird sport for you this week. Yes, World's Weirdest Sports. Um, 
We'll do some names. Mm-hmm. Mine are cryptic. Okay, good. Well, so this week you have got long in the oven. I've just come up with that now. That's really made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a cake theme that I came up with weeks ago. And I've been saving until we've been face-to-face, because we've done a couple on Zoom recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can be Cactus Flapjack. Mm, yeah. 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 So from, cactus. The, from the Wild West. Was he? I think he was a wrestler, was he? Cactus Jack? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it is a Wild West cactus thing. Cactus Jack. I might be thinking not from Jake, Tekken, Jake is he? The Snake. <laughs> he might be from Tekken. <laughs> That's basically wrestling, aren't they? <laughs> you can be The Rock Cake. Good. Yeah. Clever. That's a standard. Th- or, though, I'd, you might get in some trouble for the rock cake. Why? <laughs> why because of the rock. <laughs> it's oh, already taken. Oh, he'll come and get you. I see what you mean. Yeah, you might get into trouble if you choose that name. Yeah. <laughs> or you can be Stone Cold Steve Frosting. No, that's really good. Yeah, that's the one I came yeah. up with. I was like, ah, this is too good not to use. <laughs> oh, God, be Stone Cold yeah. Steve Frosting. Stone <laughs> That one makes me laugh so much. <laughs> it's my own joke. <laughs> makes me laugh. The best kind of frosting. Yeah. Really cold <laughs> so frosting. So cold. Oh, it's so chilly. <laughs> my teeth hurt. So you've got uh, a cryptic theme as to mm-hmm. what we might be doing. Okay. So you can be... Oh, I've only... Uh, no, I've got... I have written them all down. <laughs> I thought you going to say you've only got two. <laughs> we postponed starting record so you can write some more down. And I thought of a third and then... Didn't think I'd written it down, but I have. <laughs> so you can be the Painiers. The Painiers, yeah, good. So you stick them on the back of your bike and they hurt. Yep, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> uh, the Peloton. Just real heavy. Yep. <laughs> or the Cranky Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> is that the last one? Real angry. <laughs> When you came up with just no, okay. I was gonna say that's, that's by far the best one. Yeah. That's great. I'm definitely gonna be the cranky chef. For sure. Yeah, it sounds about right. It also sounds a bit rude, which I like. <laughs> Go on, then, Steve Frosting. What have you got for me? Um, as you can probably guess, yeah, we're going swimming yeah. <laughs> with your crank. No, we are doing some cycling. We are just like we did. Exactly. Yeah. Quite similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it's cycling really, really slowly and then really, really fast. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's how I do it. Um, this is a particular race in a velodrome called the Mary Moore Crawl. Okay. Uh, it started, it was first held in 2005 mm-hmm. in a velodrome in, I wrote it down, but I can't find it now. You have to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world was it? Marymore Velodrome, Washington, USA. Washington, D.C. So, uh, no, Maryland. Washington oh, State. Washington State. Oh, you yeah. need to give me the city then. Come on. Marymore Velodrome in Washington, well, Washington, USA. Washington's city as well. But it doesn't say Washington, D.C., USA. Washington, yeah. D.C., Maryland, normally USA. Would say, normally we'd say the city, though, right? Surely that's it might Washington be the city. city. The city of Washington in Washington. Is that a thing? I don't know. Normally. <laughs> New York's in the state of New York, isn't it? That's true, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, do you the... know, Mary Moore was named my grandma. Really? Yeah, One word. <laughs> One word, yeah. She was Brazilian, <laughs> if you knew that. 
Um, so this is named after her. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> the Mary Moore Cruel. Yeah. Boz's Grandma Cruel. Yeah. Participants start the race on the fourth turn. I thought Velodrome only had two turns, but <laughs> they they split them up. <laughs> what? So that there's four. How? I think and maybe as you go into it, that's turn one, and as you come out of it, it's turn two, and then into the third. Right. I guess yeah. The so where where the track turns. Yeah. It's just one long consecutive turn, really, isn't it? But yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So you start at turn four. So the yeah. last. So then you just have the back straight. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. And before crossing. Yeah. The, the line. line. Yeah. You cannot cross that line for four minutes after the gun goes. So you end up having to sort of stay stationary on your yeah. bike. This is like that game we were talking about the other week yeah. that you played. Somebody's made it into a, yeah. real, a real event. <laughs> that's That's interesting. That's really interesting. So you get eliminated if you put your foot down, grab the rail, ride off the track fall or touch another rider or ride backwards so there's it's full the track is full of people yes how many people oh i'm not sure actually lots <laughs> i hope really i hope not <laughs> yeah. yeah it seems really difficult if there's loads of people on there <laughs> um then after four minutes a bell will be rung and it's a one lap sprint <laughs> nice <laughs> that's really cool it is yeah what about all the people who are just strewn across the track from being eliminated? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed that as people fall over, they're swept off, <laughs> off, off the track. <laughs> get the sweepers in. Um, <laughs> get the Zamboni out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they did find, though, that having a set time limit of four minutes, coaches had started to time it and let their riders know, and they would get a jump start on the bell. Oh, yeah. So now they ha- they ring the bell to start the sprint lap at a random time between three and four minutes. Right. So that people can't try they and... They can't be getting the jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. So they could still know, like they could shout out, oh, three minutes have gone, get ready. But yeah. they can't go, it's three minutes, 58, get ready to pedal right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. I like that a lot. And so, and it's been held. So that's where it started. The Mary Moore Velodrome in Washington. It's been held in proper cycling events, like worldwide now. So in the UK in 2014, there's um, a Revolution series where they do loads of like track events, and they held a Mary Moore Cruel. Nice. event yeah <laughs> um, so it's called the event is called the mary moore crawl yeah right it's also been known as the longest lap but it's not a full lap for yeah the that's long not, lap. it's not really correct is it no. that? <laughs> that's a bad name yeah the mary Mer- moore is better Use yeah mary and, moore. It, and it makes much more sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that, that's that's the main requirement. There wasn't a whole lot more information no. on it. So, uh, so it's, it's performed in actual cycling events now. Is what you're saying? They've incorporated it. Yeah, sort of as a show event though, as oh, like an okay. exhibition event. Right. 
I, I imagine you do have Mary Moore Cruel Champions, but I don't think you'd go just for that. No, yeah. So, like, track cycling, I really enjoy track cycling, watching track cycling. I've never done it, but... I'd love to do it. It seems really scary. It does seem really... But... It's very banked, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, it's very steep. But I do really enjoy, like... They have some really wild events, like just wacky events that you'd be like, like the Kieran. Yeah. Kieran, is that how you say it? Kieran, yeah. Kieran. Where it's, that's the one where it's like 10 laps, isn't it? Behind the motorbike. Behind the motorbike? As it takes them up to speed. And then he pulls off. Yeah. And then they have to go for two laps. Is that the Kieran, is it? Yeah. What's the elimination one? Is that just called an elimination? Yeah. It, that's part of, that's part of the, they do that as part of the um, Omni... Omnivore, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the where cyclists <laughs> eat everything, yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. The omni, the omni, whatever it is. Yeah, where the, someone gets eliminated after every yeah ten laps or whatever. The last person to cross the line. Yeah. So yeah, every few laps they have a sprint lap. Yes. And if you're last in that sprint yeah. lap, you get eliminated. It's awesome. Yeah, it's such a good LEDs idea. on their like on their bikes and on their chest and if your led lights that means you're you out. know you're out really i've not seen that that's so uh, cool maybe there's just a, like the world yeah. cycling where they've got I've, the technology yeah, I've probably only seen it at the olympics but it's such like they have such wild events like, like they're just so varied like, for just a single track like you yeah think, you think you just ride around it but it's like, not uh the madison is quite cool as well like oh, that it, one. it's the points race where you do it in pairs right. and you like when you your partner is on their like flying laps, mm. they grab each other and like fling them to give <laughs> them a little boost. No yeah, way. that's awesome. <laughs> so that that's in the Olympics as well. Is like, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've the, never the, seen the that one. Yeah, it's quite cool because wow. you have loads of teams each in pairs. So there's loads of people on the bike, yeah. all at different laps. Yeah, all on different laps. So it's just crazy. It's yeah. mental. I don't know how they score it. Yeah, it is, that's one of the things I really love about cycling is like sometimes you just got no idea what's going on. You're yeah. just watching like, oh, it's going to get really excited soon. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they, they tried to be as inventive with just the normal athletics? Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we need to really bank this running. Yeah. <laughs> so the one in the outside lane is like, whoa, bloody hell. <laughs> I've got another would you rather. You do. Uh, I forgot to put it out to the internet last week's one because I've been busy. For you have sort been, of, yeah. Sort of. Um, that's why this episode is a bit weird. I don't think yes. we said at the start. Yeah. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got a game this week. The first. <gasps> this is literally the first proper episode we've done without a game. So if that's what you're waiting for, you can turn off You've now. You've listened for too long. And we've already got your listen. <laughs> yeah, idiots. Ah, <laughs> done them. <laughs> We'll be back to normal next time, don't worry. Yes. Um, staying with the cycling theme, though. Yes. Because I did one thing this week, and now that's all I'm talking about, apparently. <laughs> you put panniers on your bike. Of course you're talking about it. I went for a bike ride. I'm telling everybody. <laughs> hey, listen, have you, do, you, do you know about bikes? Do you know about bikes? Because <laughs> I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> this one... To me, is quite an easy one to answer. Okay. Um, so we'll see what you think. Mm -hmm. And we might have to mix it up a bit, change it a bit. Yeah. Would you rather cycle 
a single stage of the Tour de France on a Brompton bike. Right. One with the little foldy wheel, stupid tiny wheel yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. And when I say a single stage, like the hardest stage, the right. hardest mountain the stage mountain that you climbs, could do. Yeah. Would you rather do the hardest mountain stage of the Tour de France on a Brompton? Yeah. Or cycle the entire length of the Tour de France in a velodrome on a proper bike? Oh, I mean, yeah, it was real easy. The last one. <laughs> I would, I'd much rather do the first one though. Are you crazy? Because <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> It would literally be impossible. <laughs> then Brompton's barely move. <laughs> Imagine if you got to the top, though. I mean, yeah, you'd probably going... get, on, you'd get on our show as a world record because yeah. there's no way. And then going downhill, you'd look so silly. <laughs> 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 There's such stupid little bikes. <laughs> yeah. and then, what's really funny about them is I only ever see really big people yeah. on them. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, them bikers, you know, them bikers are always in the Guinness World Record books. The twins. With their oh, yeah. Tiny little yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fair. It like it would be a massive feat to get to to get to the end of yeah. it. Yeah. But I just think it would be impossible. Are you allowed to <laughs> are you allowed to get off your bike and push? Because <laughs> that'd be easier. You're allowed to get off and rest, right. but then you have to get back on again. You get back on the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I've never uh, to be fair, I've never ridden one. Maybe they're better than they look, but I doubt it. <laughs> like anything with wheels that small, it just can't be good. It's got a good gear set, good gear ratio. They're gonna have to have some bloody good gears to, to be able to get it to move. <laughs> Do they have gears? Sure. Yeah, when I think you, so. When you fold it up, how does the gears? I guess that's the bit that stays still, and everything yeah, else folds yeah. into it. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah, it'd have to. It'd have to. Otherwise, the chain would get all messed up. Yeah. So, so do you think you'd rather cycle the length of the Tour de France in a velodrome? Yeah, because well, we've because you might be able to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's possible. <laughs> the other one, I'm going to die. <laughs> but also, like you said, velodrome cycling looks quite fun. I've never done that. Yeah, so that, true. That in itself is fun. But the Tour de France be, is like twenty days. It'd be a long time. Yeah, it'd be a long time. <laughs> but I assume I'm allowed off to rest, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then yeah, I'd do that, and I reckon I'm probably. I don't know if I get a world record for it. Probably not. Do you reckon? The furthest anyone's ridden in a velodrome? Probably not. No, probably not, is it? Bradley Wiggins started in a velodrome, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, true. <laughs> but in like one continuous record. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 20 days worth of it. People probably never tried it because it's too boring. Yeah, that, that would be the problem. Would it be, it'd just get really dull and you get really saddle sore. That's the problem yeah. I have. Whereas the Brompton one, yeah, you wouldn't get saddled. You, you might be able to do a couple of stages in a day, though, in a velodrome, because it's very flat. Yeah, I don't know, like, because sometimes they'll have multiple stages in a day anyway, won't they? On, or they have different sections, maybe, in the stages a day. Yeah. Yeah, so the mountain climb is a part of the stage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a mountain climb stage is probably short enough. Wait, are they going to put inclines in the velodrome? No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just it's, the velodrome. Yeah, it's just the velodrome. <laughs> okay, and then, yeah, I think that one. I'd, ra- I'd rather do the first one because I think it would be hilarious. I'll video you then. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that one. <laughs> and would you rather... We're going to talk about more sports... Sorry, anybody. Real sports. Yeah, sorry, anybody who doesn't tune into this sort of real sports sort of stuff, but that you may have heard about. Yeah, possibly. But 
Not very much. No. They keep they seem to be keeping it quite They're quiet to me it, anyway. Keeping it under their hats, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so the Euros is starting. Euros twenty twenty. Last yeah. year, we're only just talking about last year's Euros last now. Year's, I know, we're really behind. That, <laughs> as are so many people. <laughs> um it is weird. We were just saying that before how they're they're calling it Euro twenty twenty. I guess like you said, for the branding. They've already printed all the flags. Yeah, and so the, the next one like 2024 they won't be like well it's only three years after that's wrong it's yeah <laughs> weird, like, in the history books it'll look weird and, and by 2024 we'd have forgotten all of this ever yeah happened. oh yeah obviously yeah. yeah i mean i've already forgotten a lot of it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it is the euros coming up uh, i've literally i watched the fa cup final and they talked about it at the fa cup final that's it i literally don't think i've heard anything oh i watched a friendly last night yeah wednesday yeah wednesday night but i literally don't think i've heard anything else about it there was a bit there's sort of like a little bit on the radio when gareth southgate announced the provisional squad yeah and then a little bit more when he announced a reduced yeah. squad but there's not there's not a tv advert no. or maybe because they don't want people going <laughs> <laughs> so yeah some of it is being held here isn't it yeah but, so in fact all, all of england's group games are held at are Wembley. They? Are they? Yeah, I um, only just realised that the uh, other yeah. day. <laughs> are they having fans in? Is that is that a thing? I assume they have some fans. Yeah, because fans are allowed back into things now. As... Scottish have been told to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that just because they're Scottish, <laughs> not because of COVID or anything? <laughs> yeah, stay away. <laughs> stay behind that Hadrian's Wall up there. Go away. And <laughs> rebuilding Hadrian's Wall. That's why they've delayed I, the games. I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> if the Scots wanted to rebuild Hadrian's Wall, I would not blame them one bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, the the Euro is is a coming. Um, I watched that friendly against Austria West uh, Wednesday last night, and it was awful. It was a terrible game. Yep, I've watched. I think I've watched. Did I watch another England game recently? Yes, I watched another England game recently. Denmark game that was also rubbish. No, I didn't watch that one. I watched one. What was the game I watched? It was a couple of weeks ago. Another friendly. I can't remember who they played. I'm pretty sure it was an England game. I've watched a few football games recently, which is unlike me. I haven't watched football really since since COVID hit. Really, couldn't have been that good then. They have not stuck long they in the memory. Have not, no, well, like Grealish, it's nice to watch Grealish. He's playing real good. Yeah, I like. I, I'm really glad that they've taken Grealish in the store, yeah. Aren't they? yeah, I'm really glad they've taken him because he's a superstar. Like, he's good enough now to like. He's world class. Good enough, I reckon. Like, he's good enough to get into any. We shall see. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, I guess you only prove it on the world stage, I yeah, suppose. Because people say the same about Phil Foden as well. They do. Yeah, and that's he, true. Like, he is really good as yeah, well. Yeah, he is good. Yeah. But Grealish, the thing that really impresses me about Grealish is he always wants to ball and he always yeah. does something with it. Get like, fouled. Yeah, often it's get fouled. <laughs> but that's, that's a really good thing. <laughs> like, it keeps you in the pressure zone. Like, against Austria last night, he only played the first half. He was always getting fouled. There's so many free kicks because of him. Yeah. And so, before Trent Alexander got... Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold got injured mm. uh, in that game, James Ward-Prowse had been dropped. Yeah. And his free kicks are money. Is, has he been brought into the squad now? In we don't of... know. Ah. But I saw... Some form I went on. Um, somebody raised the really good point that if you've yeah. got Grealish in your team, yeah. you want a dead ball specialist. Definitely. And James Ward Prowse is 
really good. His yeah. conversion rate of free kicks yeah. is like one of the best, if not the best, in the Premier League. Yeah. So, so I'd take him just for that. Yeah, definitely. There's a game plan. Like, yeah. like in the last World Cup when we just kept winning penalties, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Let's just do that again, but just with free kicks this time. Yeah. <laughs> it is like it's generally not a bad plan. No, especially when you've got no defenders. Yeah. They aren't <laughs> struggling for that, aren't they? Yeah. It's it's a weird squad, so I haven't looked at it in much depth because I've been I've been busy, but from what I've heard, it's a very weird squad from what you were telling me mostly. It's <laughs> they've got four right backs in the or they had four they right had backs four right backs, yeah. an injured centre back, yeah, an injured holding midfielder, yeah, another holding midfielder, and then all the rest attackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair enough. Like, why not? <laughs> why not go for it? But how can their games be so boring still? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when they list really about true. 15 attacking players. <laughs> it's really true. It, like, when Grealish went off last night, the game got so boring. Like, he, he injects a lot into the game. Like, he... Because he, whenever he gets the ball, he's always driving forwards. He's yeah. always doing something with it. When he went off, no one wanted to do that. <laughs> None of them wanted to go forward. They were just like passing it about. I quite like that. Um, is it Bakayo Sacco? Sacco looks <laughs> really good. He's yeah. really good. Is he in the squad? Yeah. He's yeah, he really good. I watched him a couple of times for Arsenal early. Well, I guess at the start of lockdown when, when they started bringing football back. Yeah. I watched him for Arsenal a couple of times and he's really good. He, yeah, he's really good. He, he's a star. So you'd think with... So he's down as an attacker as well, but mm. he can play like wing back and yeah. has been playing wing back for Arsenal. Yeah. So if that's sort of the state of your wing backs, then yeah. none of your games should be boring. No. They should be 11 all. And like, like Kyle Walker's going to be one of the centre backs, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an attacker, yeah. <laughs> basically. He's just a rapid attacker. And, and your other centre backs injured. So, yeah. <laughs> so these, should be re- these should be really high scoring games yeah. all round. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect from the Euros because there's been so little build up to it. I don't. I have no idea who even, like, who's the favourite even. France, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, France are They've the favourites. I think a good squad again. But who else? Who else is looking good? Germany normally. Uh, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Uh, yeah, Belgium are the world number ones. Are they? Okay, I think still. Yeah. So France, Belgium, Germany not looking so good. No. No. They, they've lost some terrible games. They lost to really? like Macedonia at home. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So Germany not up there. Spain. No idea. No, no way. De Gea, I assume, is playing for Spain. He's the only player I can think of. Yeah. (laughs) Who else? Like, I'm so out of touch with with football, really. So we can't really talk about it. But I'm. I'm, We've tried. I've done my best. (laughs) Talk about the England game that I watched last night. That's all I can talk about. (laughs) Oh, you've done more than me. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Let's ask the question that is burning in your mouth. Let's ask for I've been on Ask the Public and yeah. to find a question for the sports geniuses. You have. You've done all the work this week. It's so refreshing for me. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done any work. You've done some work. <laughs> uh, get your green green pen out yeah. for all the ticks. Yeah, well done, well done. Must, see, must do better. That's <laughs> so I've asked what the public have been asking mm-hmm. or found what the public have been asking yeah. about cycling. Okay, yeah. And so this is a question they want to pose to the sports genius. Mm-hmm. Who's cycling COVID? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably Boris Johnson, isn't it? <laughs> it's usually the answer. 
Do you think they mean recycling? <laughs> Who's recycling COVID? Stop it. I thought we'd, got, we'd used it all up. That's, it makes no sense. It makes no sense on any level of that question. I don't understand. Does it mean who is cycling during COVID, do you think? Because even that's a weird question. <laughs> Who's doing it? <laughs> Who, who are these people? Do you remember in the first lockdown, loads of people were out on their bikes? Yeah. So maybe that is what maybe, it is. Yeah. Who's all these people cycling? Loads of people who'd never cycled before, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to take my bike. To ride a bike on the roads. <laughs> Without stabilising. <laughs> we oh, crashed and died. <laughs> so nobody's cycling COVID now. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. There you go, Christian Asker. I hope you enjoyed that answer. Let's ask the question that is burning in your mouth. Let's ask for genius. It's time for World Record of the Week. Everyone's the best at at least one thing. It's a World Record of the Week. You done something then. I did something. I did do something. <laughs> I did the thing that automatically comes to me because I have all the Twitter <laughs> alerts already for it. So. Because you have your Skype chat with David every yeah. week. <laughs> uh, what, what have you been doing this week, David? <laughs> and he tells me, and I don't ever, I just make up something else. <laughs> what he's done is boring. <laughs> World record of the week this week is a record set by a guy called Michael Stallone, um, brother of Sylvester, I assume. Yep. Um, so he just talks like. It's just the world record for talking really slurred, as uh, slurred as possible. Do, do you think he's really posh? <laughs> and they're just like the complete opposite. Uh, not, not Sylvester, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he is from Richfield Springs, New York, USA. This record was actually broken quite a while ago. It's taken a while to verify. Um, right. So that is why it's world record of the week this week. And it is an awesome world record. It is the world record for the furthest distance having driven an RC car on water. Oh, Yeah. Oh, So you like take a run up. Yeah. And then it just, so until it sinks. His car is slightly modified. I assume there's quite specific rules about how modified it can be to have a propeller and a hull so, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a boat yeah it's and he drove it for four days <laughs> so what all he'd done was he put these special tires on which have like paddles on them okay so they're like little little spikes almost but like all the way across the tire yeah. and then loads of them around it so it was like sculling the water yeah as it would go so it gives you a little bit of like it sculls the water but it does eventually sink. Right? Yeah. So on the video, it does eventually sink. So and how many cars did he lose? <laughs> in an I imagine a lot. Yeah. So what I was interested by was when when it sank, he went out on a boat and got it, and it was just floating. Oh, okay. I like, yeah. I wouldn't expect an electric car to float or an RC car. It's all full of mechanical stuff, isn't it? Uh, but the the like it's it's lid. The chassis. It's only like plastic, isn't it? Yeah. But it's not going to be airtight, surely. Or maybe no. he made it airtight so that it would float as a buoyancy aid. But then, that feels like cheating to me. But then it's not like. It's not like. It's not like our car where if it sank and the water gets in, it makes it heavier. 
yeah. when it sinks. It's it's like the water's not going to stay in it. It did like flow through it. Yeah. True, but I would have thought that the parts itself would just sink. Like if you throw a phone into a lake, it sinks, doesn't it? it doesn't float. And they're basically the same. They're basically just, <laughs> they're basically just big phones. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a particularly light one. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe that. I imagine. Yeah. But this, this is what I think is like. I, it didn't publish the rules. But there's got to be very specific rules, I think, because you could quite easily... On the car. Yeah, because you could quite easily modify a car to float, and then it would just go forever. <laughs> I was going to say, if you used a car which wasn't actually an RC car, and you just had a remote... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work very well. You just stick just a little antenna on it. <laughs> yep. Remote control. In it. <laughs> Can't control it very well. <laughs> You don't need to. There's a big open lake in it. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want to guess how long it, he drove it on the water for? How like, distance-wise? Hmm. I reckon something silly. Two hundred meters. It is further than two hundred meters. Oh, that it seems silly. One point five three kilometers. So was he doing this in the sea? It was on a lake, <laughs> and he did like a lap of the lake. What? Yeah. The... Oh, a lake, I guess maybe. I guess it's a lake yeah. still, right? Yeah. That's crazy. It is pretty crazy. That's a boat. That's just yeah. a bad boat rather than a good floating car. So from watching it, I was like, it's never going to sink because it, it's literally just skimming along the top of the water. Yeah. And why would re- it sink? The reason why it eventually sank was it like it tipped onto its back a little bit. So that it, like the wheels were up in oh. the air and then it just sank. So it obviously was heavy enough to sink. But it didn't like. It didn't look like sinking for most of the video. Uh, it just, yeah, it, did, it like it was going real quick. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I don't know how long. It didn't say how long in time it took to do this, but it, it can't have taken long because it was going quick. Uh, yeah, so that's how you get more distance and yeah. it helps it stay up as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like skimming a stone, isn't so, it? Yeah. So if it was like the petrol cars go. To petrol remote control cars go like really fast, but yeah. then that would be heavier. Yes, because they've got like actual combustion engines in it. Guess, yeah. Whereas this one, I assume to make it light, you'd want to make it as light as possible, yeah. wouldn't you? I'd have thought. So I assume it's not a petrol one. There was no like smoke or anything coming out of it. Do they? Yeah. Do the petrol ones have like a an exhaust? They must yeah. do, haven't they? Yeah, they do. So yeah, it didn't it didn't look like it had any of that, but there was loads of spray and stuff everywhere, so you couldn't really see. But it was pretty interesting. I thought it was a that very really cool. Yeah, and one that I would really have a lot of fun having a go at, I think. Yes. Like just I would just take a RC car to a lake and just have a go and see how far I could get it without doing any modifications. Yeah, I'd buy a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably probably good <laughs> advice, yeah. <laughs> No, can't can't get anything out of it. I was trying to think of it and talking of a couple, but no. I guess yeah, maybe. And talking of a couple, it's David Watch. And he's broken one with Jonathan Hannon. They're kind of a couple, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> kind yeah. of. It's definitely a bromance. Yeah. What? I'd rather it's a, a one-way one, bromance, yeah. an unrequited bromance. <laughs> Can you have one of those? It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, so he has broken a record with Jonathan Hannon it is the record for the fastest time to bounce five ping pong balls into like the cups 
like, had the like beer pong beer pong cups yeah so from a set distance uh it didn't appear to be a set oh, distance it anyway. but the you have to wait until the one before has gone in before you can start your next Go, one uh, oh now when you say gone in mm-hmm. sometimes they go in and come out so that's true yeah. when when is it defined as in i don't know if they put water in the bottom i imagine they probably did put water in the bottom of the cups so that it would like make it splash and not come out yeah i think um but even then like sometimes it so yeah they do yeah but because they're doing it from very close they are they're very close yeah. to them. there's not much like no there's no true. vortexing i don't think <laughs> but from what i could tell it seems like it's below once it's below the like lip of the cup that's when the next person can go so they do it alternately alternately yeah five each one uh two and three right yes yeah, so yep. five balls total um they tried this for a long time apparently yeah it took a long time to get it because like it looked to the naked eye like they were doing it right david said and then when you do it on like a frame by frame the the next person has gone before Too like, soon. just before the la- next one's gone in or the last one's gone <sighs> in so and the record is real quick were they checking that themselves then or yeah. were they sending it to guinness and then guinness going no i think they had previously they've done this one before and thought david thought he'd broken it but when he submitted it to guinness oh. on the frame by frame they'd sent it back so he's not gonna waste that time when no. he could be breaking another record exactly so this growth time, mindset yeah <laughs> growth mindset that's what growth mindset is <laughs> just keep doing it until you get i guess it is it kind of is what growth mindset is to be fair keep doing it until you get it um do you want to guess how quickly they did it if you get it in first time every time yeah and they did i can tell you they did three and a half seconds 2.87 seconds is real quick i don't know what the record was previously i couldn't find that out but 2.87 seconds are they are they sort of opposite each other like you yeah. don't they're not in a line and i have to run around no so the, the, to... the cups were in a line but they are on opposite sides of the table yeah. so they could both bounce from each side yeah I, again again there probably are quite specific rules to this but they don't they never tell me what the speakers are. <laughs> David, if you could publish those, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, that was quite an impressive one. And the other record that you broke this week was for juggling on a Swiss ball. So you're standing on the Swiss ball and then speed juggling. Swiss ball. Uh, an exercise ball. It's uh, like a big one. Yeah, one of those big one ones that big people one. would sit on yeah. a desk, that sort of one. Um, yeah, I don't know, Americans call it a Swiss ball, don't they? I wrote it down as a Swiss ball, but I think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he did. He was standing on the Swiss ball and juggling, uh, like fast juggling for a minute. And he said, "This is also one of the really like toughest ones he's done for a while." Which I was quite interested by because he does a lot of those sort of balancing ones, yeah, and a lot of juggling ones. And you think that the two together would be quite in his wheelhouse, but he said it was a real struggle. Yeah, is it maybe just the? I've never stood on one of those balls. No, uh, I sort of met, you have those sort of balls that uh, bouncy how like soft the, play yeah, things. Soft, yeah, and ninja tag. What's ninja tag? Ninja tag is awesome. Is it? Is literally the best thing ever. 
It's in uh like almost like a soft play area. Yeah. Sort of. But are we talking like proper soft play like for little kids? Or no. are we talking those like bouncy house ones where it's just trampolines everywhere? No, it's oh. it's more like one for little kids, yeah. but you've got like um rat tunnels to run up, right. big curved walls, uh rope swings and and things and I don't think I've been to one of these. At like the top of a very high wall, there's a little there's a sensor. Yeah. And everybody has their own um sensor that they carry around with them and you have to swipe it and you get points and the ones that are more difficult to reach are worth more points like this is ninja tag this yeah, is what you're talking about right tag. okay and it's incredible and that you just have awesome. 15 minutes to run around and get as many points as you can so you get you only get one point like you, each one is only worth once you can't get them multiple times on the same one you can oh you can but so you can just sit there and grind the same one just over and over again. But it takes a few seconds to reset. Right. Um, so you could do. Yeah. But it'd be very boring. Yes. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be really boring. It depends uh, when you really, really want to win. <laughs> yeah. If you find like an easy high scoring yes. one. Yeah. And then just keep doing that. But then somebody could come do it as well. Yeah. So when multiple people want to do the same one, what happens? Fight. Uh, fight, fight, yeah. Fight. No, I don't you get, know. You get like the, Ninja. the things, <laughs> you get them things that you had on like gladiators, the bubble things. <laughs> That's what I'd be going for. <laughs> it sounds great fun. I really it, want to do it this. Is, yeah. So is this for adults? This is, we can do this. Yeah, I've done it. Sweet. There's one in Ipswich. I'm oh, going to, I'm going to so Ipswich next weekend. Oh, I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. <laughs> I'm going Ninja Tech. Team of the Team of the week this week. Sorry, what was that? Emma was making uh, far too much noise. So noisy in the background, woman. <laughs> be quiet. And now she's like, she didn't want to be on mic. She specifically was like, I'm just going to make noise in the background. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to make an ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> team of the week this week is the England cricket team. Because we're going to go see them. We're going to go see some actual live so sport. Specifically, it should be the Edgbaston Possibly, yeah, maybe. Cricket ground team. Yeah, for they're, putting on, they're putting on the event. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be weird, isn't it? Like, we're going and there's no social distancing, no masks in the uh, stands, at least. Yeah, once you're sitting down, no masks. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be weird mm. because I haven't even been inside a restaurant <laughs> yeah. in a year. I've barely been outside my house. And the first place we're going to go, there's going to be 18,000 yeah. other people there. <laughs> Which I wouldn't have gone to before, normally. <laughs> so so it, will be, it will be interesting, but... Um, yeah, hopefully it will be a good time. And England playing quite well in the test this this week. It, they are now. It was a bit up and down. The first day was a bit... Patch, uh, pitch was a bit flat, but... As test cricket should be, up yeah. and down, though. Yeah, It'd be boring it if... Exactly. Uh, either team is steamrolling. Hopefully the first day of the, the next test is really exciting. That's what we're hoping. We've only got tickets for the first day yeah. at the moment. True. I probably can't do the second day, but the temptation... To yeah, after a first either, day, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you just go every day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could go most of the days. <laughs> Spend all that podcast money yeah, you're exactly, making. All that dollar, dollar. <laughs> Team of the week. Funny story this week. Is Barely. 
yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's been a tough week to find funny things. It's all been really serious. Yes. So we found one funny thing, which was Phil Mickelson's stupid face. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yep. He's an old man, and he won the PGA. Is it what was it, USPGA? Yeah. He's the oldest ever winner of the USPGA. Yeah, fifty-one yeah. million years old. Yeah, <laughs> I think you say his prize money, but no, that's just his age. Yeah. Um, impressive impressive to have yep. won it it was very yep. good and he he does seem like i've watched him on you know that uh the match that yeah they do. i yes. watched yeah, the last yeah. one of that with Ch- uh, charles barkley yeah and he was a really good mentor for charles barkley like you talked him through everything exactly how how you need it to be done or certainly how charles needed it to be done because he got no idea what's going on <laughs> uh, so he does seem like he's a genuinely quite a good guy um bit of a nerd that's what I feel about him. He's a bit of a golf nerd. Yeah, well, yes. And this uh, video sort of proves yeah, that. The headline so. was Phil Mickelson skulls a bottle of wine out of the PGA trophy. Yeah. So this is funny story of the week in it's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how disappointing you are, Because <laughs> when I think of sculling a beer, that's gen- it's generally a beer, it's not usually a bottle of wine. No. Uh, <laughs> it's like they just go, and like tip it all down their face. It, it's, it's like quaffing. Yeah. It's chugging and yeah. spilling. Yeah, it's quite uncivilized. Yeah. Whereas what, what Will Mickelson does was just, mm, oh, what, a, what a fine vintage... <laughs> It, he samples it as if he's checking if it's been corked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of amount, isn't it? Of this massive bloody trophy. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, you know, give me a proper cup now, thank you. <laughs> I will take that in my normal wine glass. <laughs> Out of the trophy, don't be stupid. <laughs> that was a stupid idea. And he's asked how it tastes. Yeah. And he says, well, I know it's a good wine, uh, but it tastes all that better drinking out of the cup. So, cheers, Phil. No! <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes you and can why f- wouldn't you well everybody does i mean everyone everyone I, in the world i don't know how they found this one <laughs> i don't know how anyone finds podcasts to be honest it's impossible <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website which is uh backseatcoaches.co.uk you can you can get involved with us on facebook we are backseat coaches podcast on facebook we've got a little cheeky page or send us a tweet on twitter at backseat coaches yeah we do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five-star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, Please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I would love. Oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No Milky Way uh, stars. That's oh, all. Oh, nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like trash pandas. See you, suckers.